Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Want to learn a new language? And who doesn't? Well, experience immersive lessons from the most trusted language app, Rosetta Stone. You know you keep telling yourself you want to learn a new language. The true accent feature even gives feedback on your pronunciation so you can speak the language like a native. Find lessons as short as 10 minutes, making it easy for you to learn anytime, anywhere. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to StarTalk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. StarTalk begins right now. Welcome to Star Talk. I'm your host, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, and we are here live at Comic Con San Diego 2012. And I've got Chris Hardwick. Hello. The Nerdist. Yes, the one and only. Yes, sir. And of course, the one, the only, the inimitable Gary Delabatti. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. This is your first Comic Con, too. It is my first Comic Con. I'm a Comic Con virgin. How is it so far? I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling the love. Yeah. I'm feeling the craziness. There's a lot of love out there for Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> and you know, we were out there in the street and like stormtroopers walk by and Klingons walk by and you don't even look twice. Yeah. Where else can you not look twice at creatures? You know? And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm sure people come up to you going, that's a really good Neil deGrasse Tyson cosplay. Like, no, no, I'm really, uh, that's what I tell them. This is my Tyson outfit. Somebody interviewed me last night and I said, what's the weirdest thing you saw at Comic-Con? And I go, nothing's weird. There's nothing weird here. No. Everything's normal. That's right. right. right, right. I'm the weird safe guy. Zone. It's a safe zone. Yeah. Now, I got you on Star Talk. Because I have good information that tells me that you're like tech gadget geeky dude. I'm an enthusiast. I love the tech stuff. Love the, love the gadgets. You own everything. I have a lot of stuff. I mean, you can't own everything, but I write a column for a magazine, so I do get enough stuff. you got to stay I, on top of it. And I, I get to test stuff out. It's great because I and say... you write a column, that means they send you the stuff for free. But you got to send it back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with gadgets. When you're working with gadgets, they send it to you for a minute. Right. And some companies are like... You'll get calls. When are we going to get our thing back? Well, you know they're serious when they give you the bubble wrap and the sticker to send it back. <laughs> yeah. The, the return of the yeah, envelope. Exactly. So, so what's your favorite gadget right now? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I'm a big fan of Sonos. You know what Sonos no. is? Yeah, the system. S-O-N-O-S. Sonos. So, so many people want to do all-room audio on their home, yeah. but they don't want to be chipping away at walls. So this is a way to do all-room audio 
through a wireless system. And they've really perfected. They've been around. So for now your your surrounding neighbors can't hide from you. Yes. Because right. every room is vibrating. Apple has a version of it called AirPlay, where you can get music from your device onto other devices in your home. But Sonos, they bridged all of that. And, and Sonos has done a better job because they partnered with Sirius XM, Rhapsody, yeah. Napster. They partnered with all so these. Whatever companies. device you have that makes noise, it can now be in every room in your house. Well, you buy a Sonos and you hook it to a pair of speakers and through your computer or through Wi-Fi, you can feed it what's on your computer, also your library of music. But they've really done a great job of keeping going with it because they started like three or four years ago. So there's a docking station for your iPad. Uh -huh. So if somebody comes over, say, hey, put your iPod in, let's listen to what you're playing tonight. And you can send music out to your back patio. Well, I'm not running wires from the basement. Now you don't have to. Okay, so that's a gadget that just improves on our previous capacity to want to just share music. Give me a gadget that I didn't know I needed. I didn't even know... There's a sonic screwdriver that someone has just released that is actually a remote control and using a series of hand gestures it will control your iPad or devices and it's, from Doctor Who fans in particular, it's like having a sonic screwdriver. Because it does stuff. Yeah, you, you, you point it at stuff and it controls... And you jiggle it. Yeah. So did you get one of those? I did not get one of those. <laughs> yeah. What do I have you for? I'm the guy that will try to help you get one of those. But I mean, you know, when you say what's a gadget you didn't know you needed, that's the great thing is you don't need any of them. They're just awesome to have. No, but then when you have them, you can't imagine life without it, like yeah. the remote control. I'm old enough, maybe you're old enough. No, I am. Remember, you actually had to get out of the couch and walk to the TV to change the channel. No, you just watched one channel all day because <laughs> it was because easier. You didn't you get, get out of the couch. Yeah. I went to a place last week. It was like an antique place where they have like old Coke machines and old jukeboxes that had old TVs. Do you know what a predictive TV is? It isn't a science fiction, it's got sort of that, oh yeah, you know, yeah. that funky front on it. It's yeah. sort of like on an angle. And I didn't even know this because I sort of collected. Was that a mod TV in its day? In its day. Yeah, yeah. So, so what they did is there was the TV, the head, right? And then the main box came with this 50-foot ridiculous-looking cable. And what you would do is you would take the box with you so you could change the channel from the <laughs> oh, box. Oh, yeah. From the, and they probably were like, oh, my gosh, we're living in the future. Right. It's technically a remote control. Yeah. In, in some ways. I'm really interested in, they're making a lot of advancement in, like, inductive charging. It's really just the move to wireless everything. So I, I see a lot of this untethering ourselves from our devices. So, then, so I wanted to pose the question, then what of the title, Wired Magazine? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, I'm saying! Then it because, becomes retro. Because that is retro. Yeah. Now we're past Wired. Well, it is. I, I was at the Consumer Electronics Show last year. There's a company that's working on that. So they had a demo area. So they had a kitchen island, right? Yeah. And in the bottom of your kitchen aid is this magnetic thing that just gets its power. So you don't plug it in anywhere. So you can move it all over the kitchen. But the thing that got me is because they make it in drywall now, so when you put your drywall up, you can put these lights on, right? Yeah. That just are magnets that go on the wall, and they're getting electricity from what's in the drywall. So for me, the way I say it is like, okay, I got a 50-inch TV, now I got a 100-inch TV. You know what I mean? You can just move the lights <laughs> oh, on. Oh, that's side. really incredible. Yeah. So all of these are things for the consumer home electronics marketplace. Right. There's got to be some gadgets that are outdoor gadgets or stuff that's not just for the home? Well, there's an outdoor TV, which I love that you can put on your patio, that's waterproof. I'm trying to think Waterproof? What? Are you watching TV in a rainstorm? What? You could what, what do you need a waterproof TV But that's for? the whole point, because it's out there all the time. Oh, okay. It's like underwater other stuff that I would never need to be doing underwater. I got an underwater camera, and I went scuba diving with my kids, and it was awesome. I took great movies and great pictures, and then I put it away for 364 days. <laughs> right, that's how that works. I wanted, it was, it was no, awesome when I needed it. Getting back to your sonic screwdriver, yes. do you have one that actually can unlock a safe? Not yet. 
That's but the good one. Someday. Someday. <laughs> so I could go up to the cash machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is the real need. Well, you really could, like, you know, especially with a lot of advancements in NFC, the near field communication, where you basically just need something on you right. that activates. So uh, near field communication would be like Bluetooth. Well, it's a form of near-field communication, but not the near-field communication that like Apple was rumored to have put in their iPhones. That you could just walk through a store and not even need a cashier. They would take everything you bought. It's sort of like an easy pass, but how, yeah. but how does it know? How yeah. does it know that you're buying something? Everything would have a chip in it of some type that would emit a signal. And then, you know, if you remove something, it would be... So there's no like more smart chips, smart chips. Yeah. But I guess there's no more shoplifting because if you pick something up and you have that, as soon as you walk out the door, it registers. Yeah, it just makes shoplifting way less fun. <laughs> well, unless you don't have one of those phones. Unless you don't have those phones, yeah. <laughs> so what does this cost? If they just send it to you, you don't have no clue what it would set you back. No, they tell you what it costs. I mean, they give you the price and everything. One of the things about the gadgets that I love is there's a thing called unboxing. And unboxing is when you get it, there's this moment like, okay, I got my... You're a little kid. So the day the iPad comes out, the smell of a new Apple product exactly. to me is the best smell. So in the I'm world. going to slowly, I'm going to, I'm, going to take the, I'm going to take the plastic off. I'm going to slowly take the box off. I'm going to take all the pieces of. And there's aside. pleasure at every. It's a striptease. It really is. It the really Apple is. Store is my like Bath and Body Works, where people go in, they're like, oh, smell all these fragrances. Like, just smelling new electronics to me is the greatest thing. There's in the world. a big wait, excitement. Wait, when we come back to Star Talk, we will get. More into the psychology of unwrapping, unboxing, unboxing <laughs> tech gadgets. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. Joining me over the break is the bad astronomer himself, Phil Plate, longtime friend and colleague. Love this man. Oh, <laughs> trying to where do I? Bro hug. I don't know, yeah. Bro hug. We'll just watch. <laughs> Phil, meet Gary. Howdy. Nice to meet you, Phil. Tech dude, extraordinaire, and of course, the nerdist himself. Y5. You look familiar. Y5. Y5, Y5. Yeah, we can't touch you. Y5. Y5. Before we left for the break, Gary was telling us, because he gets tech gadgets to write about, which is very cool. He doesn't have to buy them. They show up on his doorstep. And he was talking about the, the emotional high he gets in the striptease of removing the gadget from the box. Well, it's called unboxing, and when you get if it's something you wanted for a long time or something you've been waiting this for, is, for a it's long an time. actual psychological term. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, video gamers have it too, by the way. Video gamers like the actual unboxing of the video game is a very is very ritualistic for a lot of people. Same with gadgets. And I got to tell you, with a gadget, there there really is something to be said for how it's packaged. And Apple really has it down to a science. You take it out of the wrapper. No, no. Apple doesn't have it down to a science. They have raised it to an art. They really have. Ooh, well, they, done. They, well, they, done. well done. Well done. Well done. Well played. It's something you've either been waiting a long time for to come out, or something you've waited and saved a lot of money so to the, get. So the anticipation adds to the moment. It's Christmas. When you get an item that you want, or a gadget that you want, it's Christmas morning. It really is that feeling. Every time you open it. Absolutely. So what else you got? What else have been you've been com coming your way? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I haven't been able to try this out yet because they're really not sending many of them out. But I went to the Consumer Electronics Show in January. Where was that? Uh, in Vegas. Vegas. And, um, it's there every year, right? It's there every year, yeah. And um, they have this thing. It's called. Have you heard of a camera called Lytro? No. It's a it's Lytro. L Y T R O. It's a light field camera. Now I don't understand exactly how it works, but it's supposedly taking light from everywhere. And I know that it's a little. It, it doesn't look like a regular camera. It looks like a a, a square kaleidoscope, right? And you look through it, you take the picture, and no matter what the picture looks like, you can always put it in focus because it's 
gathering light from all different areas. Do you know about this? I thought it was a joke when it came out. It's not. And it, it, what you do is you take a picture. So what's the optics of it? I don't know. Well, why am I and, and to you? This is I what's killing me. This way. It's what's killing me because I, I, I think about it. It's like, how would you do this? You take a picture and it maps every photon that comes in. And then after the fact, you can change the focus. So you've got this data cube, I guess. And you can say, what, where do I want it focused? At, at 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet? And you can so, do so that. So after the fact. After, after the, the fact. fact. So if somebody were taking a picture of us, right? We were all in focus, and the background was out of focus. That's probably what we want. But if for whatever reason, we wanted the back to be in focus as well, we can change that. And if for whatever crazy reason, we want to be out of focus, and we want the back only in focus, we can change that after the fact. So what that means is everything is in focus to begin with, and it's defocusing what you don't want. It's got to be because it can't start out out of focus. No, as, no, no, as no, no, data no. and then get focused. But that's what they're saying so, that it does start out out of focus. No, no, I, I'm asserting. I don't believe that. I'm, I think, I think it has to take everything in as a focused cube, as he said. But how does every, How do you? But, but there is no camera that can focus. Well, on there is. You know what that is? What? It's a pinhole camera. A pinhole camera has infinite depth of field. A pinhole camera. Everything is in focus. The problem is the pinhole is so small. You need flooded lights to get everything there. And so it becomes a challenge, otherwise everything would be a pinhole camera. Well, I've not been able to get my hands on this camera to try, right? because it's so, and, and that sometimes, you know, they- That's, they, that's the future of cameras. Yeah, but, they, but that makes me a little nervous because they announced it in January. If I'm not seeing it, I always wonder, sometimes they come out with these big- Vaporware. What's that? Vaporware. Vaporware. Yeah, Vaporware is basically, when a company or someone talks about something that's coming out, but then it's like vapor, it never, it, what, like it never, they never solidifies. They it. never got it to match it, what it they said. It just doesn't work, and then it never comes out, and you hear about it for years. It happens at CES all the time. Right, because what I think what happens is some of these people show up to CES with these grand ideas, a prototype, and then what they're hoping is someone will see it and go, oh, I want to invest money. money in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the game. That's the game. Okay. Right. So I don't know, but it, it's called Lytro, and I want to try it. Cool and this is why I haven't been able to figure out how it works. Maybe there's information on it on the web, but when I when it was first announced. I went online and I was thinking, how would you do that? Something like what you're saying. You're creating, you know, you're creating this this map of where all the all the you lights come in. There's a there's a series of planes of detectors, and yeah, you focus ways, on yeah. each one, and then you you choose how, what combination of those detected but, planes are. And there are problems with light coming in from different angles, and yeah. it's it's really interesting. And maybe by now somebody's put up an explanation of this, but at the time when it was announced, I did not know. I'm very disappointed in you. I just want to say. I just want Sorry. a Photoshop filter. You know, it's like if you know in Photoshop, you can go in if an area is dark, the information's still there, so you can go in and lighten it up. Yeah. I would just be great if there was just a focus filter. In one way, there is, and that is if you know what a point source looks like. In other words, I have a point of light, sure. and it gets defocused somehow by a telescope or a camera or whatever. But you know it's a point of light, and it's like, well, it starts a point of light, but later on it's blurred. If you could collect that light back into a point, it's like you're focusing it after the fact. But how would you collect that light back into a point? You have, to really take the, hard. you have to take all that light off of the detector itself and then put it back in the point that you know was started it, out as it's a point. Magic. It's called deconvolution. And we had to do that when Hubble was first built because Hubble was Hubble out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I spent two, two years doing that. It was and deconvoluted it's for two years. Are you going? Are you going dot by dot and defocusing each? Yes. Oh yes, essentially, God. pixel, pixel by pixel. Oh, that is amazing. You're, you're removing the light from each pixel and putting it back in the. Yeah. That is that is the was. scientific version of like going in and cleaning up old art, where you're just kind of going in. And yeah. Yes. I mean, except 
Um, the problem with that, you can if you have a crack, you can kind of just say, well, it was brown on this side and brown on this side. I can just make that gap. Well, light brown and, and dark brown and sort of interpolate yeah, across exactly. the gap. Yeah. The problem here is that if I'm taking light from one part and putting it into another, because it was it started here and focused, it defocused over here. But if there was something here, I'm taking light away from that and putting it over here. But now there's light over here. I have to put back over in, into here, and it, it's it's all it's what's called nonlinear. You have to do everything all at once. And it's very complicated. Which and there are issues with it mathematically. It makes it really hard to do. Does complicated mean it also takes a lot of time, or is it just the notion is complicated? It's, it's computationally intensive, but now with Moore's Law just handing us yeah. computational oh, capacity, yeah. uh, I don't see why that can't just happen like on the fly. I used to run programs overnight that three years later I was doing over like a snack break. Over snack so, break. Yeah. Moore's Law slowing down, I mean, I don't see processors really getting that much faster than they were. Actually, they've been cheating because now it's all done in parallel. Right. Right. So I want to be twice as fast, get twice as many processors. Core, and, core. But you have to program it in a way that all the processors can share the calculation. Sure. Right? If you have to wait for one to finish after another, four processors don't help you. I mean, is so there the programmers have to know in advance how to distribute what is being calculated. I mean, have we have we achieved all we can achieve with current technology? I mean, uh, do you know anything about quantum computing or uh, I'm waiting for that. Quantum computing. Yeah. A little overdue, I think. Yeah. I remember the video game Qubit, but uh, not. Uh, that, that's Did what you say Qubit? Quant yeah, Qubit. I know. Oh, Qubit. You said Qubit. So what else you got? What else you got? That's, that's what program he's uh, going to do. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at my. I do have. I do have a list. Of, crib sheet. I do. Hold on. I have a list on, on here. On your pocket computer uh, that you can carry around with you. So Kingston is a company that makes, you know, thumbnail drives. Oh, yeah. and, and you know, and memory and all that. So they just came out with an item. I'm literally testing it out on this trip. So it's 160 gigabyte. Bluetooth little memory drive. So what do I need that for? So I've got my iPad, it's now filmed with everything. Yeah. I've got, it's overloaded with movies, it's overloaded with music. I've been on the road for a week now. And you can't put it back on your desktop, right, you get where your big disks are. Well, what, what happens is whatever's on your iPad, it's full. You can't right. put any more stuff on it and you can't delete movies while you're on the road or anything. Even if you do, you don't have any more room to put it on. So as a, for instance, I have this little hard drive and I put like the entire second and third season of uh, Breaking Bad, because I'm catching up on it, right. on there. Am I going to get to it? I don't know. Well, it turns out I am getting to it. So without hooking it into the computer, because you can't hook it to a, an iPad, oh. I turn it on, Bluetooth, and now I have access to a secondary hard drive. Which, which is, is little. Which, it's like That's it's a size of a credit card. 160 gigs. Yeah. And what's great about that is it's, it's not only good for movies and stuff like that, but it's also good if you're on the road, if you're doing a PowerPoint sure. presentation, and you want everybody can Bluetooth into you, you can you know, put it on the desk in front of you. So I like that gadget. Yeah, does, does the Bluetooth have a USB port to go in? Well, we got well, a the iPad doesn't have. No, it's, no, no, got, it's, my point. it's got a USB port. It's got a FireWire to USB for putting it into your computer. Oh, but it also so works. Because right, that's, where the, well. that's where the data started. Right, so in other words, I, I USB yeah. it into my computer to put the yeah. data on it. Yeah. But right. now I can Bluetooth into any device. Oh, how how fast, fast is it? Is it, is it? It's pretty fast. It's all be Bluetooth fast. So yeah. that's what, that's what when, when I was packing for this trip, I'm thinking, well, I got my video camera, I got my still camera, but I don't want to bring my laptop. But if I'm taking a video, if I'm going to interview somebody like, say, Nerdists are Chris Hardwick, <laughs> right? Now I've got it on my flip camera. What am I going to do with this? I've got my iPad. Right. You're saying I could take my flip, plug it into this Bluetooth, get it there, and then it'll, I don't know if you can plug it. I don't know if you can plug I don't know if it's got to be. If you, if, it, it might need it, a file system to feed it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. If, yeah. if they had that, I'd be golden because the iPad only has that stupid well, connection. When we come back to Star Talk, more with Gary the, the Gadget Man talking about his stuff. You have you just begun to tell us. I got more stuff. Okay. We'll be right back.
Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. We're back on Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Gary Delamonte. Delabate. Delabate. Delamonte. I, I got it all when I was a kid, don't worry. Baba Booey's easy. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. The one and the only Baba Booey. I got him right here. We're talking about tech gadgets. I got the nerdist, Chris Hardwick. My colleague and friend, the bad astronomer. Welcome to Star Talk. Not your first time. So we were going down this list of these gadgets you get that you write about. And where, where does it appear? Where's your... I, I write a column in Sound and Vision magazine. Sound and Vision magazine. I go under the name Gadget Gary. All right, Gadget Gary. What else you got for us? Okay, so now they make a Bluetooth camera that looks like a little bullet. And it goes over your ear. Okay? So there's a couple of things that you can do with it. You're like, why do I need that? It's so I can be low-key to support. Hello. Well, <laughs> I do have to say it's a little weird looking, and you would be the weird guy at your kid's recital with it on, but there's a couple of uses for it. First of all, you can Bluetooth it right through your phone and right to anybody. So if grandma's sitting at home in Milwaukee and your daughter's doing a recital, you can have this camera going through your phone, Bluetoothing live into your phone, and going right so that, that grandma... That doesn't say why it has to be stuck in your ear. Well, that's one of the things they had because the feeling was they wanted it to be small, they wanted it to be portable, and they wanted it to be your point of view. So the premise is wherever you're looking, if it's on your ears, wherever you're looking. Well, that's sort of like that's very similar to the you know Sergey Brin at Google is they're developing the the glass, the goggles, the Google goggles. Yeah, which I spoke at Google and he was there, and it's weird. He looks at you with the glasses on, and they just look like little sport glasses, but you see a little flickering light in the middle, and you feel like you're being 
targeted. Yeah, well, just like you don't know what information he's seeing. It's gathering intelligence all this stuff about you. Did you see the thing that they did where they jumped out of the plane? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. They did a thing where they wore the goggles, and there were guys in a plane over where they were. They were talking about what they were going to do. They jumped out of the plane. They landed on the roof where the event was, and then they got on bicycles and they rode into the events. And everybody could see the whole thing via these glasses being transmitted. It was very cool. So point of view is interesting. Yeah, right? but, but the other interesting thing about it that I love is it's constantly recording, almost like a TiVo. So it's going 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, or maybe it's like a two-minute buffer. So if you have this thing on all day and something really cool happens, because you don't know what's cool, you don't know right when what you decided was cool. It's too late to catch it from the beginning. Or if you saw it and you go, oh my god, I want to take a picture of that, and it's way too late, you hit the button on top and it immediately so saves a two minute buffer the, the previous 30 seconds. So, like, I was at an event last night where I saw this guy holding up a sword to this electron thing and it was yeah. like blowing sparks out, and I went to get my camera and I missed it. If I was walking around with this very goofy ear thing on, I would have pushed the button and I would have saved the file. All right, what else you got? There's a lot of stuff going on with Bluetooth speakers. So I talked about Sonos, but even if you don't want to go that route, you want to go a smaller route, the people that make Jawbone, who are the guys that make Jambox. Us, Jambox. Jawbone is a company. Jambox is it's about this big. They just made a bigger one. So what it is, is it's a speaker. With bigger the, isn't always better in this business. But it's got really, really good sound, like shockingly good sound. Like you're looking well, at the this, little Jambox had great sound. It does. And it's kind of rubbery, so you can drop it. So this one's got a <laughs> rubbery. few. Rubbery. It is. No, it, it is. is it's got like a, so you can drop. I well, mean, it doesn't so, bounce. But just don't drop it. I mean, well, that's the other. What? That's the other approach. Okay. So again, like I, I built a house, I wired it to the hilt, and I forgot to wire the porch. It just didn't dawn on me that I'd want to sit on the porch and listen to music. So again, I could go drilling and putting wires in and putting speakers in, or bring the jam box out. I take my iPhone. I usually do either Sonos over that, or I can do Sirius XM. So sit on the porch and I will stream it to the Bluetooth speaker and it's got great sound and it's a great way to get that sound without tearing your house apart. Alright, so now, are there any gadgets that put you into a profound state of silence? You mean I'm so blown away by them? No, no. Cone of silence, I think is Cone of silence. Everything you've described is to distribute sound and music. Is there anything that creates a meditative state? No, I don't want that. Okay. I want the ultimate visual or audio experience. That's that's what I'm about. That's a cool idea, though. Particularly thinking about we're at Comic Con right now. So not just noise canceling headphones, but is there any kind of a device that creates a field that, that cancels out? There is a deadening force field. Yeah, what is no. it? Michael Jackson had one. It was it was that tank. It was the uh, hyperbaric chamber. The hyperbaric hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. It was the one that William Hurt gets in and comes out an alien in that movie. You know what the movie I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, where he goes I, into suspended animation. Yes. But see, that would make me very claustrophobic. I would be freaked out about by that. Could you get one of those? Could you close the lid? Like complete, the deprivation chambers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Complete yeah. darkness, complete silence. I couldn't handle that. I could not do that. I go but crazy. it's kind of cool if that were just a, a, an area you could walk into in your room. Something, for example, the baby's crying, the traffic noise, whatever. Just walk into the zone, total silence. I think they call that the wife chamber. Have you, have you ever been in one like that? For example, at NASA, when they test satellites, they do all these different shake and bake tests where they'll heat it and they'll shake it and everything. What they'll do is they'll also put them into these rooms which completely deaden sound. And they can well, do all kinds of tests. Chambers. And that's an anechoic yes. chamber. And they have those weird triangle foamy things coming in. Fact, in fact, it's what set the standard for the foam wall yeah. installation in sound studio acoustics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you go into one of these highfalutin ones and you stick your head in between these cones, sound is gone. Yeah, it's and it is freaking weird. It's hearing really weird. Blood 
workhorse yeah. past your eardrum. I wouldn't like it's, that. It's really distressing. But I, I guess you probably get used to it. But, but I guess they weird. do it because you don't want to send a guy up to find out he's claustrophobic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna lock you in this they room. test for that before they're like, you're that's an what astronaut. That's what this is. That's what yeah, I've been in one at Bell Labs out in Jersey, and it's the quietest place on earth in the yeah. Guinness Book for just this reason. We are live at Comic-Con 2012 San Diego. We're talking about gadgets, past, present, and future. See you We're back at Star Talk, live from San Diego Comic-Con 2012. Got the bad astronomer. I got Gary the Gadget Man, and I got the Nerdist. So you're going down your list of gadgets. So give me. You got a couple more for me? Yeah, I, right. I, I got one. This is, you know, a lot of the gadgets are about, you know, making wait, me feel better. Someone pays you to test their gadgets and write about it. Yeah. Hey. And, and you're okay with that? I would be doing it for free, so sure. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so what do you got? But there's things that are practical too. So I'm very big on backing up the computer because there's. I have so much music. I have so much video now, I have so much audio, and so many important files. So I have a, a RAID drive system, and I use this company called Drobo, and it's for... RAID. Yeah. RAID, it's RAID is acronym for? A uh, really awesome interface device. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Good on I'm here all day. Very good. I, knew, I knew it was good for that. Go. But it's a backup system. So what you do is you, I put in four one terabyte drives, if one of those drives dies, the other three pick up the slack. So yeah. theoretically, you could never lose any of your stuff. So it's redundant. Re it's redundant. Yes. However, as great as that is, I still, uh, this is how nutty I am, I still have a drive that once every four or five, six months, I back it up, right, a regular drive, not a range drive, I back it up, and I take it to my bank, and I put it in the safety deposit box. And your bank is in Cheyenne Mountain, <laughs> but, but the point is, here's the Colorado, one thing, here's the one thing a with NORAD. Here's the one thing a RAID drive won't save you from, a fire. Right, because so, that drive gets lost. Well, there was one company I looked at that had a RAID drive that it survives a fire. You, know, you can throw it in a fire. So I thought I almost lost a lot of my photographs once, and it is the most horrible feeling in the world. I ended up getting an expert. He went way deep into the drive, and he found that they weren't lost. So, well, I'm pulling your leg, but but I, I have, I'm equally as as manic about my backups, and there's a backup that I put 100 miles away from the other backups. So so I calculated what nuclear device would take both out, oh and then I figured that's a large enough nuclear device that I'm not really worrying about my my. my so your drive to the bank music. isn't so crazy anymore. <laughs> Did you account for the EMP that's going to wipe out everything? No, the EMP I don't think would affect a non-running drive. No, but, right, unless right. it unless it unless it creates a current that goes through the drive, it could have. You know, an induced but, current. I gotta think about that. Okay. But I do have a question for you guys. This is where I feel like I'm being really old school. Does everybody trust the cloud? Because the cloud is another way to back up. So do you trust I, I, putting I have your issues. most important stuff on the cloud no. that's backed up in Kansas City? Um, I mean, I, I, I use have it, issues with the cloud. I use too. it. I use it. I use it for accessibility. I use the cloud. Like I use. I have a Dropbox, and I and I have access to all the files. But, but would you take your most important stuff and, no, and just rely on the cloud? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I see what you're getting at. People put their stuff on the cloud, and that's their. That's where it lives. Right. Because and for me, the cloud is just is the is the super highway to get it from the iPad to the iPhone to the right. desktop. Yeah. But you are of a certain age. Right? I am. I have a daughter who is in her teens and has grown up with the internet. And so for her, that's just is stuff that happens. For me, I wouldn't trust the cloud because maybe, you know, 
corporate interests running all of my data is not something well, I want. There's two things going the on. Kids don't know that. There's two things right. going right. on. They don't have their mentality. And yet we yeah. go to banks. We put our money in banks, which are like financial clouds. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy. It's not like I like it's that. It's a financial cloud. It's a financial I put cloud. It in. Where know, did that dollar go? You know, I it's like it's a famous speech. Oh yeah, your money's in Ben Billy's house and Eddie's house. You know, from Once a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas, you old Chris Hardwick. Yeah, exactly. But I have a Lego bank at home. You know. Yeah. I keep my money under my mattress. But there's two things in the cloud that that are weird. The first is. You're exactly right. How do I know that somebody's not looking in my cloud right. or in my, my, where it is? And the other thing is, so I've now got this wonderful company who stores it in this temperature-controlled room in Kansas City. What do I do when they go out of business? Close. It's close to Colorado Springs. Yeah. Well, what do I do when they go out of business? Well, Kansas City's in the middle of the country, so that if we're invaded, you still have time to sort of get ahead of the line and then save your music. <laughs> I'm not even talking about a nuclear disaster. I'm talking about a, a business disaster. Like, they ran the company so bad, that they go out of business. So what happens, so what to, happens the hard to your right? And they got no money to go dig it out because they're right. broke. So I think I think Chris is onto it. You you use the cloud for convenience, but I keep everything on my hard yeah, drive yeah, me at too. home. Me right? too. That's no, right. Don't trust the cloud. Right. Use it for convenience. Yeah. I don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. And also when I when I leave town, I take I take all my backup drives and I put them away, hide them just just in case someone breaks in. Then my drives are protected. Take my jewels, take my... But don't take don't my take data, my please! <laughs> but what's your backup system for if your house catches on fire? Uh, well, my all, well, then it's like, worst case scenario is the cloud right now. The cloud. All so, right. hopefully if my house doesn't catch on the fire at the same time as the cloud does. We gotta wind down this segment of Star Talk. Uh, so, we're gonna lose you. Yes, I have to take leave of you. I'm going to doing my live Nerdist podcast at the Balboa Theater in San Diego. But so we're going to lose you for the next segment. We're going to lose you're going to lose okay. me for the next segment. But it's been such an honor. But thanks to be for here. sharing your yes, Nerdist time please. with us. It's so great. This is such a fun collection of dudes. But but you got to spread your Nerdist love. I, I know we to. only get you for a piece of it. Yeah, I got to go do my show now. Okay. But it was wonderful to guest on your <laughs> thanks show. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Good to, see you, Good to see you, Gary. All right. When we come back to Star Talk Radio, we're going to launch this into the future and find out what gadgets. We always wanted to have and have yet to be invented. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. See you in a moment. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. San Diego, Comic-Con 2012. I've got the bad astronomer, and I got Gary the Gadget Man, otherwise known as Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. I have to say, when they told me that I was doing a show with an astrophysicist and his astronomer's friend, astronomer friend, okay? <laughs> I'm both, actually, I, yeah. I, I thought, like, um, I thought it was going to be, like, two nerdy guys, but you guys are very, very, do you get that a lot? Do people go, do people expect you to be socially awkward? Because you're not. Uh, well, you don't see us in other settings where we. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. No, I that's think true. we're, you know, yeah. Do you think you, you socialize? You think smart guys get a bad rap? Yes, yes. Yeah. But, but not only that, in astrophysics, there's no reward for being socialized. So right. even if people have the capacity, it goes untrained. Right. In, in many, in many circles. Like, do you watch The Big Bang Theory? Of course. Okay, so in fact, is, but I had a cameo on The Big Bang. Theory. Did you? Yeah. You have to tell me when, because I never missed oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but so a guy like Sheldon is not that uncommon. No, no. We we see that all that cast of characters. Yeah. They're they're a bit of a caricature, but still. It's really true, and in fact, especially with scientists, we see ourselves. You know, yeah. I, I think I have not only have I known Sheldon and Raj, and you know, and, and how all those guys, they're me. In, in different situations, I've seen myself. So, have, have you, so I accurately captured. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. been at a party, gotten a little drunk, and realized that you're over-explaining something to somebody who can't comprehend it? it you know, it's funny you'd say that. Um, <laughs> when I first met my wife at a party, I was in graduate school. She was an undergraduate. She was at a party. I was actually um, uh, looking through some math books that were in the in the that host's house because I was looking for something I needed for my work. And she came up to me and said, "So, what are you doing?" And I told her, oh, epicycloids, and I went through this whole thing, and her eyes, and she was gone, okay? Married that woman, eventually. That sounds creepy. Now she has to chase her down. Yeah, exactly. Caveman yeah. style. It was no, no, this is cool. It sounds like this a so cool. before the expression, stalking had been invented. Yes, right. But it worked out, you know? We've been married a long time. So, so we need a device that, that, can make, that can make that happen. So how long have you been writing about gadgets? Probably about five years now. Five years. And like you said, they actually pay you to do that. They do. Not a lot. Okay, now what's the clumsiest, stupidest gadget you ever looked at? Oh. You said this is stupid. Say Why? the iPad. Say the iPad. Are you an Apple get. hater? No, I, I think Apple is just as sucky as every other kind of computer. <laughs> so, so it would, I'm interviewing. He, so no computers? I'll pull him in in a minute. He's I have a, a PC with an iPad. I have an iPhone. and a. You have a PC? You know, yeah, I had a Mac for a long time and it died. I got a PC because it was a lot what cheaper. What do you use that in your DeLorean? I'm really wishing I had gotten an iMac. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I'll get a Mac again, but you know. 
Are you one of those people who thinks like Mac is taking over the world and you just don't want to be like like everyone's lemmings? No. I take things as they come. I make my decisions based on what's going on. There are things I like about the iPad and things I think are really dumb. But, That's why you know. in a minute we're going to talk to her about future gadgets, yeah, yeah, yeah. not current gadgets. Don't ask me questions. I'll start talking. What's your, your suckiest gadget that you know? Oh, gosh. There's, there's, some of them are just so stupid. I, there was one, when I was at a CES, there was one that was supposed to be like a... a it looked like Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. Oh, yeah? And it was like a... a What's her name, Rosie? Rosie the Robot. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't remember that. There's somebody it, cosplaying as oh, her. Oh, but she had a little apron. Yeah. But it was like a mini version of her. And it was it was supposed to help you lose weight. And you're supposed to go talk to it every morning and tell it what you ate. And it was going to tell you calories back. And it was like... I, I call it using your brain. Like, you know, I, they come up with all these different things for weight loss. And this was like a, you know, a very expensive item. It was like a mini computer. And I just thought it was so dumb. And I haven't seen it since. <laughs> so it was, it was overkill for the for the need. There's a thousand apps on your Droid or your iPhone that will do the same thing for you with a little bit of input. It was just, you know. Right, like Lose It, for example. I use Lose It. Right. And it just keeps track of your weight. I have a friend who lost 30 pounds on Lose It. You, it reminds you what you're doing. Right. right. So this was, and it plots it. Right. But that's all losing weight really is. Yeah, that's it's all just, it is. It's just so a, that's a three ninety nine app that. versus a $500 robot. Right. Anything that you felt was too hard to figure out? Um, because that's the big thing. You know, Apple, you just walk up to it and it runs itself, right? I, I will tell you, you don't this. Need a, no Apple user uses an instruction manual. Well, the story I'm about to tell you, I'm very ashamed to talk about because I'm not very handy, mechanically inclined. Yet you just said you built your house. No, I had somebody build it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You think I was out there like a Quaker? <laughs> I don't, I'm about to be impressed. Okay. You had enough money to pay somebody else to build it. Me and the Amish were out there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We did a barn raising. No, there's a couple of companies. One of them, Schlage Locks. Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. Uh -huh. So they came up with this really cool lock that, again, works off an app via a wireless thing. So, you know, you put the, the door lock on and you can key code it. And that's easy. That's pretty common. Or I could be, you know, in traffic an hour away. And my buddy calls and say, hey, I'm at your house. Where are you? Oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I can hit the app and open the door for him. Whoa. Okay. So that's so awesome. A remote door opener. A, remo yes. a remote door opener. Or I can remotely set codes for the cleaning lady, a delivery guy, people that you don't want to have the same code over and over again. It's great. Awesome. I haven't, I've had it for four months. I haven't been able to test it out because I don't know how to put the doorknob in. The mechanical okay. part of taking out a doorknob, putting, I can't do. Okay. Yeah, there's some this stuff you got to pull in and go. Yeah, no, no, is it two dimensions, right? Exactly. Right. Have you ever you gotta installed get the, a doorknob? Yeah, 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 no, no, you got to no, get that. You know, I got an A in shop when I was a kid, guys. Okay. And they keep calling me. They go, when are you going to review it? I'm like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to come over who says, oh, I got a friend who's like, oh, give me that and could put it in two minutes. And, you know, we got to wind down this first right. half. You've been listening to Star Talk live from San Diego, Comic Con 2012. When we come back in our second hour, we're going to talk about gadgets we wish existed, gadgets we want to be invented, and we're going to talk about gadgets we've seen in the movies that we wish we had now. In a fast paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Sometimes it takes a different approach. 
to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.